there were also, you know, significant recapture, which was people who, um, if there were not a casino in Springfield, uh, would have gone to a casino out of state to gamble. Hi there, it's WAMC News Director Ian Pickus. On this episode of the WAMC News Podcast, we speak with a UMass researcher about the impacts of the first Vegas-style casino in Springfield. Two years ago, MGM Springfield boosted the local and state economy, provided job opportunities, and did not increase rates of problem gambling. Those are the key findings of new research, part of an ongoing comprehensive investigation on the impact of introducing casino gambling into a community. Our Paul Tuthill, the Pioneer Valley Bureau Chief here at WAMC, spoke with Rachel Valberg, the lead researcher and a research professor at the UMass Amherst School of Public Health and Health Sciences. The results of our work are pretty clear that um, a significant proportion of the people who were hired uh, by MGM Springfield uh, in the ramp up to the opening and then subsequently in the following year, uh, very significant proportions of them were unemployed, uh, about 10%, I believe, were unemployed at the time that they were hired by MGM and a very significant proportion uh, as well who were underemployed. That is, they were working part-time or they were working multiple jobs, but they wanted one full-time job. The people that got jobs there who, who were already working, did they, did they see uh, better pay, better benefits? Why did they go to work at MGM? The uh, top three reasons that people gave for um, seeking employment at the casino uh, were opportunity for career advancement, uh, improved pay, and the opportunity to learn new skills, followed by improved benefits, um, the job was at a higher uh, role than they had had in their previous job, uh, and they needed supplementary income. So what's the big takeaway from the research into who was employed at the MGM casino? So I think the big takeaway is that, um, you know, the, the, casino, the, the original Expanded Gaming Act was uh, billed as a uh, jobs and employment bill um, or legislation. And I think uh, based on this work that we've done to date, uh, that does seem to have um, been realized. Uh, but of course, you know, um, here we are in a very different time of COVID. And uh, some of the discussion that we had at the webinar today uh, was about some work that the economics team is going to be, um, well, has already actually started doing um, that will be uh, completed in the spring, looking at the impact of COVID on uh, the, um, the casino operations in Massachusetts. One of the research find was that was the direct uh, economic uh, impact of the, uh, of the casino. Uh, was there a spin-off effect? There was quite a significant uh, number of uh, jobs that were created at MGM Springfield, but perhaps even more importantly, uh, because it was even more jobs, were created by those people who were hired at MGM uh, and by the spending that MGM did uh, to their employees and to their vendors, all of that spending actually created um, 
a, a total uh, statewide economic impact of 6,287 jobs and 357 million uh, in personal income that, that that sort of, you know, that money moved out into the larger economy um, as a result of uh, the operations uh, at MGM Springfield. Where did most of the patrons come from? Were they from within Massachusetts or were they out of state? Almost 60% of the patrons that we surveyed were from Massachusetts. Uh, the great majority of those were from uh, the host and surrounding communities. So that's Springfield and all of the communities that are designated as surrounding communities by the Gaming Commission. Um, from, from Massachusetts, but outside of the immediate area, there were 18% of the patrons who came from other parts of Massachusetts, um, mostly along the I-90 or the I-91 corridors. Uh, but um, very importantly, about 40%, 41% of the patrons that we surveyed were from outside of Massachusetts and were coming to MGM uh, specifically uh, to gamble at the casino. And one of the objectives of building casinos in Massachusetts was to keep Massachusetts gamblers from going to spend their money in other states. And it, did did they succeed in doing that, at least in the case with MGM, with the MGM casino? Yes, that was our conclusion, that uh, they do seem to have been successful at um, bringing in uh, new uh, visitors to Massachusetts and to the Pioneer Valley, um, uh, folks from out of state. Uh, but then there were also, you know, significant recapture, which was people who, um, if there were not a casino in Springfield, uh, would have gone to a casino out of state to gamble. Talk about the demographics of the MGM casino gambler. What what did the research show you? Who's patronizing the casino? So um, there were fairly equal numbers of men and women. Uh, the patrons that we interviewed were majority white, uh, but there were significant numbers of Hispanics and African Americans and Asian patrons. Uh, the majority of the patrons, about 60%, were uh, between the ages of 35 and 64. Uh, and there were, interestingly, more uh, young patrons, that is age 21 to 34, than patrons age 65 and over. Um, the about 60, about two thirds of the patrons had annual household incomes that were 50,000 or over, but that means that about, um, you know, a third of the patrons had lower incomes, and a majority of the patrons were employed. 71% were employed, and almost one fifth were retired. So that's that's the main geographic, or I'm sorry, demographic. Um, findings. Is, is that typical of, uh, from what we know, is that typical of casinos in general? Um, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to emphasize how unusual um, the kind of patron survey uh, is that, that we were able to do, um, which is by an outside entity rather than by the operator themselves and then keeping the information proprietary to use for marketing purposes. Um, but this this is very much in line with what we know about um, casino gamblers in general. What was the impact of the MGM casino on, on problem gambling? 
Well, that was probably the biggest surprise of uh, the work that we've done over the last uh, few years was to um, realize that uh, that there did not seem to have been an increase in problem gambling based on uh, looking at two snapshots in time. One uh, in 2015 when we did a survey in Springfield and surrounding communities, and then a follow-up um, nearly identical survey that was done in 2019. There was no significant change in the prevalence or the proportion of the population uh, that uh, would that we would classify as at risk or problem gamblers. Um, it was a surprise um, because uh, you know one of the main negative social impacts of expanded gambling availability does tend to be an increase in problem gambling, uh, but. Uh, we, we had a very similar uh, result uh, in, in the Plainville region when we did the um, targeted surveys in Plainville and surrounding communities. We, we, realized, well, we identified that there was no uh, significant increase or change in the prevalence of at-risk problem gambling in that area either. And our uh, working hypothesis at this point is that um, the Massachusetts population as a whole appears to be uh, fairly, um, fairly uh, well uh, acquainted with casino gambling, um, probably because uh, states like Connecticut and New York and Rhode Island have all had casino gambling for uh, several decades prior to casinos uh, opening in Massachusetts. And so from, a, from an epidemiological perspective, if you'll pardon the term, or from a public health perspective, um, this looks like uh, it's an already um, exposed population. So people have adapted, um, and uh, when you introduce a, a new form of, or a new availability uh, closer in, um, if you have an exposed population, uh, you're not going to see the kind of increase that we might have anticipated if there were uh, no casinos in any of these surrounding uh, states. Did the Game Sense program, which uh, encourages people to voluntarily budget how much they gamble, did that, did that have any impact? When we, when we surveyed the uh, patrons at MGM Springfield, about 17% told us that they had taken materials from the Game Sense kiosk, and about 8% had spoken to a Game Sense advisor. So the, the Game Sense program. Um, it's an important program that uh, tries to help people gamble in a way that is less risky. So uh, the Game Sense advisors do uh, deal quite regularly with people who are concerned about their gambling, uh, but the program as a whole um, is intended to sort of take more of a positive approach. Uh, some people call it, you know, positive play or, um, you know, responsible gambling, um, but it, it's framed not as preventing gambling problems as much as it is framed as um, helping people gamble with less risk. So, you know, if, if only if only 17% of the, of the patrons are taking materials from the GameSense kiosk and only 8% are speaking to an advisor, um, it suggests that, um, you know, the, the program itself, while it, while it certainly has value, um, it, it suggests that, that the, 
that that program in and of itself may be contributing, um, you know, only partly to why we didn't see any uh, change in the prevalence of problem and at-risk gambling. Um, obviously, quite a bit has changed. Uh, that's an understatement from uh, when the casino opened. Um, I mean, they, they had to shut down for several months this year. Um, they've mm -hmm. reopened now with capacity limits, fewer games, much fewer people working there. I, I believe they're down around 700 employees presently. Um, so what does this do to your research? Where do you take things from, from here, having to factor in what's happened with the pandemic? Yeah, I, I think it's, um, it's a, certainly a, a broad set of issues. I mean, we have, um, you know, been talking uh, internally within the, the research team about um, what we need to do as far as adjusting our research plan. Um, I think we've, we've gotten to a point where uh, we, we do want to do what we call a deep dive on the, the economic impacts of COVID on the, the casinos in Massachusetts, but also the people that were employed by the casinos and, you know, sort of what the broader uh, economic uh, impacts have been of basically um, a, a virtual collapse in the hospitality and entertainment industry uh, in Massachusetts for at least a period of time. Um, but looking sort of further out over, you know, over the, the next few years, um, we, we, we do think it's very important to uh, conduct um, another uh, general population survey to try and understand the impact of COVID on people's gambling behavior uh, and attitude towards gambling. Uh, we suspect that there are probably uh, far more significant changes than we uh, identified in the smaller surveys that we've been doing that are targeted on particular areas in the state. Uh, but to understand um, the impact of COVID on gambling behavior, uh, we really need to take a statewide look. All right, that does it for this episode of the WAMC News Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Ian Pickus.